Hey everyone, this is Eric with Pardon the Intermission. Before we start the show, I just wanted to let you guys know that while we were recording this show, unfortunately, we had a few technical difficulties. So if it sounds a little wonky at times, we do apologize. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I am Eric. And I'm Jason. And uh, we hope you're all doing good out there. We have a great show yes. for you guys today. Yes, we do. I am geeked about it, Eric. Really <laughs> I know geeked. you're geeked because yes. we're going to talk about some stuff that we both love. Yeah, like a we show, always do. Yeah. A show that we love, though, particularly. Particularly, A yes. show, yes. Yes. We're going to do, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Star Trek Picard, season yes. three, episode one. One make it so. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Now um, we're gonna give a little review, and there might be yeah. some spoilers in here. So if you guys mm-hmm. don't want to listen to the spoilers, I would say uh, let the show run. Just turn the volume down. That way we still get yes. the uh, you know we still get the uh, tick for the listen, right? Yes. For the, that, and it, <laughs> for it's the download, hi- it's highly recommended, folks, because Star Trek Picard season three just dropped on Paramount Plus yesterday. So this is yeah. going to be a fresh review. We haven't waited a week or two weeks. We're 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 so giddy and we're so antsy to talk about this because I loved it. So yeah, if you do not want to listen to this review, press pause or uh, skip forward ahead to the next segment that we'll talk about. Yeah, like I said, don't no 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 wait, don't pause it. Just play it, play the show, so we get the uh, we get the mark for it being played. But uh, oh, just yeah, turn the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. And then watch the show, and then come back and listen to us again. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Traumatic no, but anyway, there. hey, um, it was, so we're, we're going to talk about that. Now, this is the funny thing. So I'm, I'm sitting there last night, and uh, um, all of a sudden I get a call from you. Yeah. And you're like, hey, uh, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm yeah. actually watching. Right now I decided to watch uh, Picard. Right, right. Episode one of season two, because I did see the first season. Okay. But I did not see the second season, okay? Because I kind of heard it was really not really worth it, and it wasn't that great, and I wasn't excited about it, and I really wasn't after the first season. To be honest, I really wasn't excited, okay? Too excited about season two, two. yeah. And we talked about this before on the show. And yeah. as far as 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 I go, you know, I was like, well, it was kind of cool to see the characters. They had Riker, they had Deanna Troy, yeah. Um, they had the creator. I can't remember his name. I always forget his name. But the creator of Data. Uh, Dr. Noonien Soong. There you go. Yes. And they, you know, which is basically data. So they had him on there and, yeah. and it was, so it was very, it was cool in that aspect, but the story I thought was a little weak and it kind of got a little wonky at times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I thought, anyway, I go, okay, so I'm going to watch season two yeah. and, and then I'll go ahead and I'll start to watch season three. Okay. You called me and I said, Hey, let me ask you this. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think I need to watch season two mm-hmm. to start season three? Right? What was your answer? I think my answer was not really. <laughs> like, 
So if I remember correctly. So uh, upon that, I basically yes. warped drive over season two. <laughs> nice. And, you and then I just said, forget oh. it. You know what? I'm going to go ahead <laughs> okay. and watch season three. And it was okay. funny, though. When you called me, you were actually watching. What were you going to watch right then? I was in the process of watching the first episode of Star Trek Picard season three. <laughs> yeah. What I was going episode to, one. Yeah. yeah. What I was going to do initially was watch the last episode of season two. Okay. Just to kind of refresh myself. Okay, I gotcha. I didn't need to go back and rewatch the whole season two because I didn't like season two much either. But I said to myself, you know what? I don't really need to watch the last episode of season two to refresh myself. It's mm. still fresh up in here. So, yeah, I, I thought the better of it. And I just said, OK, let's just jump right into season three. So, yeah, like literally 10 seconds after I got off the phone with you, boop, I pressed play and I was watching that bad boy. <laughs> and I did not get off the couch for anything. All right. So let me ask you. <laughs> yes. Um, like I said, folks, there's probably be some spoilers going on here. Yes. But what did you think? I loved it, Eric. Yes. I loved it. I yes. loved it. As a lifetime, as a lifelong Star Trek fan, a long devoted Trekker. Yes, there are two different types of fans. We've got Trekkers and Trekkies. <laughs> uh, I consider myself a Trekker, and I'll explain much later. But anyway, I loved it, Eric. It got. Yes. So, it, first of all, it opened up to some action, which was very good. Okay. And for those of you, again, plug your ears right now if you haven't heard yet. So, the, the episode opens up with uh, Beverly Crusher. For those of you who remember, Beverly Crusher was the chief medical officer on board uh, the USS Enterprise D during Star Trek The Next Generation. And she was there throughout the the four movies as well. Actress's uh, name is Gates McFadden. Yes, Gates, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, it opens up with Beverly Crusher being hunted down by some alien species. We've never seen them before. They make an appearance in the episode, but we don't see that. Never seen Mm. them before. Don't know who they are. And so she sends, after uh, going through this little battle in her starship, and she's mortally wounded, almost, uh, she sends a distress call to Admiral Picard, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Sends a distress call to Admiral Picard, and he's there working in his study one night, looks very comfortable just doing some work, and all of a sudden he hears his old comm badge from the Next Generation Day start start to chirp. And so he finds out that Dr. Crusher sent this uh, coded frequency or this uh, coded message to his comm badge. Encrypted, yeah. Encrypted encrypted message, basically telling him to go after her. She sought his help. And not to trust Starfleet, not to trust anyone. Again, now didn't that happen in the, in the first uh, uh, season too? It was like don't trust Starfleet. Remember, because there was yeah. like a mole or something in there, right? Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, and so they went to painstaking <laughs> efforts to kind of make what? Starfleet kind of a shadowy agency. In what is way. up with this Starfleet now? All of a sudden, boy, they've really turned to like you're saying exactly right? to be a shadowy agency now well, that you we, can't trust. We can get into that later. Okay, but at any rate, not only does it open up with the action and the suspense there, but so many wonderful wonderful homages to not only the next generation but the original series for example they intermixed a lot of the original star trek musical themes mm. into the beginning and the end of the first episode which was very cool see but, i oh, didn't catch that i did wow. like for example at the end some of the music they played was the hmm. theme music to the movie star trek first contact and then uh. some of the music in, in the intro into the beginning was uh, kind of spliced and cut from star trek 2 the wrath of khan 
I could recognize it. Trust really? me. Yes. But even more importantly, the little uh, the little homages that they had to like the next generation, for example, there were some scenes in episode in the first episode here where you could see like Picard going through some old personal belongings. Yes. And there were some well recognized props from certain episodes of the next generation that diehard fans like me would recognize. Which and, which you did see now. I did yes. now. I looked at some of those and I was like, you know, those kind of look familiar, mm-hmm. but I have no idea. Yep. I don't know how they tie in. I mean, yep. I'm not, you know, but yes, you, yeah, you, so, you would find those things because yes. that, yeah, you got that locked down. And then in the opening scene, you hear like these, this old classic music uh, start to play, not classical, but classic music play. And then as the camera starts to pan, you start to see like Dr. Crusher's personal possessions. And there's a possession there that says Lieutenant Commander Jack Crusher, who was her husband. Mm. who served with Picard during his first commission as captain of the Stargazer, but he was killed. And Crusher, for a long time, kind of held that against Picard. She never really forgave him for the death of her husband ah. until she finally did so later I forgot on. about this backstory. Yeah, so there's that little backstory there. But that's how the first episode kind of opens up. And there are still other little other little homages to the next generation and to uh, even the original series and even Voyager as well. Oh, speaking of Voyager, did I mention that? Seven of Nine makes a return Seven in of season three in the episode yeah. one, season three. She is yeah. a first officer on board the USS Titan. And for those of you who know, Riker was promoted to captain of the USS Titan right after the events of Star Trek Nemesis. Mm. And now, obviously, he's not the captain of the Titan during this uh, anymore, series at anymore. At this point, yeah, because yeah, he stepped down. He's still an acting captain on reserve. But the point being is that you know they have Seven of Nine in there, who now goes by Annika Hansen, which was her real name. Mm. So she's in there, and uh, it's just I I loved it, Eric. It was it was tense all the way through and through. Uh, and there was a part where uh, Picard and Riker um, seek out. Um, they seek out help to find a starship to go track down Dr. Crusher. And so how do they do yeah. it? Well, they pretend to stage this fake um, this fake inspection. inspection of the USS Titan. And lo and behold, because he's, he's still well, he's a retired admiral at yeah. this point, Picard is. And then uh, Riker is considered a captain still, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, although yes, I think he's exactly. retired at this point too, right? He's not retired fully. He's okay. on active reserve, which means that oh, okay. if they wanted to call him up and go uh, gallop the cosmos, he could do that. Okay. Um, so yeah, at any rate, they fake an inspection, and then they ask Annika Hansen, a.k.a. Seven of Nine, to help them take them, divert course to this sector of space where they well, track they actually, Dr. Uh, you know what? In, in the episode, they actually didn't ask her. Just sorry, but, but to, to they uh, the correct that. They asked the, the captain. The ship, they, yes. don't, they don't actually ask her right, anything. Correct. because And, and there's yes. one point he even says, listen, I didn't, I didn't want to get you involved because she's like, okay, mm-hmm. what the heck is going on here? Right, right. Because That's the right. captain of yep. the ship, which actually that guy played a great role. I never, I've yes. never seen him before, but he's playing Captain Shaw. Captain Shaw. Uh, yeah. What is the name of the actor? Oh, uh, Todd uh, Stash. Okay. The guy, the guy's amazing. He yes. put, he played, and he's like, "Listen, I'm doing things by the book. I don't give a crap who you mm-hmm. are." Basically, he just he just brushes them off, like he knows they're there, they're there for some other reason, right? And he's like, "You're not you're not gonna you know pull any hijinks," because at this point, you know, in in Starfleet. Uh, it's funny how they referenced all their uh, shenanigans. Like they don't right. reference the exact shenanigans, but but the captain of the ship is like, "Listen, right. I know I know you guys pulled all your shenanigans, but this ship isn't run like that. I run right. a clean, tight ship, and this is the way we're doing it." And then, uh, lo and behold, uh, like you're saying, Annika ends up helping them yeah. anyway without even knowing what's going on because right. they're asking to go to a certain place, which is beyond the. Uh, 
what is that? It's uh, on the border of Federation on space. On the border of Federation space, yeah. Yes. And, and and they weren't going there. And so right. anyway, um, let, let's, let's back up a little bit. Yeah, please do. So, okay. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. This episode uh, was, I know you could tell. And it was amazing because I, th- I think it's given hope back to, <clears throat> back to the Trekkies. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and I know that that sounds, actually, I don't even think that's a bad term anymore. <laughs> no, it used not. to be seen as like this, you know, kind of bad, oh, Trekkie, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, a bad term for people, but no, I think I think people have embraced it. It's a great term because yes. you know it's taken it's taken the the, the show back mm-hmm. to where it should have been in the first place. Mm-hmm. Correct, and I think this is what people want. And I think yeah. and you know we've talked about this with Star Wars too, and it's yes. it, it's giving the fans what they want, and what yep. I think what these studios are finding out is that they can't go off on their crazy woke tangents anymore mm-hmm. that people are going to reject it. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a shame that Andor, I'll go back to Andor as an example. Andor was a great series yeah. and it, and it kind of got caught swept up in the whole, you know, people being disappointed by the, the Obi-Wan and Boba Fett yeah. that I don't think people even gave it a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Andor is getting back to that for Star Wars, which is the same thing for this Picard season three is getting back to that for the Trekkie fans. Yes. You know, because I mean, it just it, like you said, it had all these Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Everything was just in the in the first episode. It's coming together and you can even see. I mean, I mean, the way it's coming together is amazing. First, yes. let, let, let me let me point this out. Yes. Now, who, who's the lady? I can't remember uh, uh, the lady who's with Picard. Here, let me ask you this, because I did not see season two. Yes. So the lady that's with Picard that's mm-hmm. kind of helping him. Yes. Uh, what is her name? The, the character's name is Laris. Or Laris. 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 And yeah, the actress, I can't I can't think of the actress's yeah. name. Oh, her name's uh, uh, Orla Brady. Orla Brady. Yeah, okay, she's yes. an Irish actress. Okay. Um, now, in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. she um, did they kind of... In the first in the first episode, yes. they're trying to hook up. Yes, right mm-hmm. now, I guess her hu- was it her husband had her her mate because mm-hmm. she's a um, uh, she is not a, a Vulcan, she's a Romulan. She's a Romulan. Thank you. And yes. so the the mate uh, died. I think in season was it season one. It, Time now has mm-hmm. passed. And yeah. so did in season two. Did they? They show that there was kind of a love thing there, or did they not even touch that? They did, but they went okay. about it in a different way, Eric. So okay. in season two, uh, where obviously you know season two is focuses primarily on Picard and Seven of Nine and Rafi traveling back in time okay. to stop the Borg from messing with the timeline. Oh, is this a Borg yeah, thing? It, it, okay. It's, it, partially it's a Borg thing, yes. But anyway, Picard runs yeah, across... Yeah, because... See, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but season no, one ended with that. Like, there was that, that Romulan-Borg connection in season one yeah right? yeah. yeah and well i can actually talk about that a little bit later because okay. that plays okay. key into what you were asking earlier and runs across the actress orla brady not as a romulan but as a human mm. and so they went so they connected more of picard and laris but just to the human version of laris so the actress imagine just the actress without well, the. Romulan why did they put ears. the human version in there i'm confused though well because they went back in time Romulans weren't discovered way back in the mid 20th century. No, but how I'm 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 confused on how a character exactly like her would be human. I oh. mean, I don't get well. Oh, they determined that she was a uh, that she was an interspatial traveler of some kind. Oh my god! And so that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's getting confusing <laughs> yeah. already. I'm confused I know. It already. Is. It is. It's really weird. But so yeah, that's how they kind okay. of. Because we know that in season one they established the how they met and the foundation of their relationship, but season two was used to kind of thicken the relationship a little bit more. And so now when they mm. open up with first episode of season three, we know that they share a kiss. Another spoiler, folks. 
and you can really tell that there's yeah. more of an intimate bond between them than there was in the previous two seasons. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And her character, by the way, is not only a Romulan, but she is a former agent uh, of the Tall Shiar. And Star Trek fans, diehard fans like me, know that the Tall Shiar was basically... They're like a rogue element in the Romulan, They right? were. They yeah. were basically the Romulan um, underground, the Romulan Secret Service. More, They were like the secret agency, like the CIA. That's right, because in, in episode one, it's coming back to me now. So yeah. in episode mm-hmm. one, it was shown that, that the yes. person in the Starfleet that was the Vice, spy... Vice Admiral or, O. She was part of that yes. uh, Tal Shiar, right? So yeah, yeah. the Tal Shiar, Tal Shiar. Uh, the Tal Shiar infiltrated the highest ranks of Starfleet and basically had secret agents embedded within the ranks of Starfleet and the Federation as okay. well. And so yeah, they, they really went into painstaking efforts to really make the Federation not this altruistic organization that Gene Roddenberry created, but they really wanted to show kind of the darker side of the Federation. Mm. And this also goes way back to Deep Space Nine, Eric, when they brought in the Dominion War element. There was a faction of Starfleet called Section 31, which was the Federation's version of the CIA. They operated... Uh. They were the human version of the Tal Shiar. Okay. They operated off the books. Starfleet didn't know about them. The Federation Council didn't know about them. So what was... Okay, so if... uh, uh, what w- were they working to bring forth Romulan ideals, or were they yes. uh, working f- to bring like did they join together to bring another set of ideals? Like we need to continue warring mm-hmm. for you know for other reasons. What I mean is that in other words, were, were, were they working for just one group, mm-hmm. or were they working together to bring forth this you know to to keep like perpetuating war and different things? It was a, it was a little bit of both. Okay, because if you recall. Um, the season one or episode, the season one of Star Trek Picard takes place after the timeline of, and this is where J.J. Abrams really messed things up for us Uh-oh. with Uh-oh. his reboots. <laughs> well, if you recall, I want to take you back to the Star Trek film that J.J. Abrams did back in 2009. Okay. If you remember, that involved kind of a time traveling yeah, element. Yeah, with Spock, yeah. Yeah, and the Romulan Nero portrayed oh, that's right. by yeah, Eric yeah. Bana. Yeah. Well, he came from Picard's. So, and if you recall, the main plot line from that was Romulus of the future, Picard's future was destroyed. So now pick up from season one of Star Trek Picard, they take over right after that timeline, or not that timeline, but that series of events took place. So Romulus has already been destroyed. Well, that's right, because, and, and they were they were, uh, they were were upset at Picard in that in season one, because yes. they felt that he, I can't remember exactly why, they felt that he had either abandoned them or they didn't get there in time to save... Yeah, so Picard led an entire fleet of Federation, Klingon, every, all, all Federation ships to Romulus to conduct a massive evacuation. Not all of them obviously made it, and the planet was destroyed and everything else like that. And so there's still a little bit of that anti-Federation... Animosity towards... Towards the, the Federation from the surviving Romulans. I think they were left out to... Right, exactly. Yeah. And so the Romulan agents that did survive, like from the Tal Shiar infiltrated the Federation Council, but with help. Okay. They, and so, yeah, it's a little bit... To answer your question, it's a little bit of both. Starfleet allowed some of them to get in there and allow them to become embedded agents. Okay. And so Laris was one of those Tal Shiar agents who wasn't involved in like a coup or anything, but she was uh, 
one of the many Romulans rescued by Picard. She befriended him, and then they became trusted confidants, and then eventually something more. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So this uh, getting back to what I was what I was going to talk about is we're, we're talking about where is the season going? And yeah. and in the very beginning, there's a couple of things that 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 struck yes. me mm-hmm. right off was uh, especially when this Laris was talking to Picard, and yes. you know, and he's talking about you know he's uh, the the past, you know, he's talking about the past. He's not going to cling on to it. He wants to give everything away. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, speaking of that, there was a huge picture of the uh, Enterprise that he commanded over the fireplace. And you, so you could tell already that's going to be the focus, right? So yeah. it's not, ne- not necessarily the Enterprise, but it's what it meant, yep. the group of people, and right? And the Enterprise D. Ah, see, I, yes. good callback. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. So, yep. so you know, and he's, all, I'll give it away. We're, I'll, I'll call a, uh, 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 Jordy and give it to the, I guess he's the head fleet, of the museum, the fleet, museum. fleet museum, yeah. yeah. And uh, and she's like, no, no, no. You know, she's telling him no. But you know, she did make a comment, and you can tell exactly where this is going because it was very interesting. I wrote it down. She said that uh, a point comes. You know, they're talking about the past, and she yeah. says a mm-hmm. point comes in a man's life when he looks to the past to define himself, mm-hmm. not just his future. Yeah. And I thought, ah, okay, so everything. I mean, we kind of already knew from some some you know leaks yes. and spoilers, but I'm like, all right, this is going to be a full on cast reunion, yes. right? Yeah. Of 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 generate uh, next generation. Yes, and um, and I'm ready for it. <laughs> I am That's too. all I can say. Yeah, um, yeah I am so. Too. Yeah, I, I also loved uh, uh, the other thing that was funny to me is just this the little the little things too is like when he met so he meets up they had this front what is it frontier um, frontier day frontier day yeah and you know and of course that's where he meets Riker Riker's supposed yes. to give this talk and uh, I guess it's at Starfleet or somewhere around there right somewhere, or around somewhere there, anyway yeah. but anyway uh, it's so funny Riker is is in a bar the scene is Riker's in a bar mm-hmm. and he's looking over the bar and and there's all these like little uh, Enterprise souvenirs right, right. and yep. he's like well it's for Frontier Day or whatever <laughs> right. and then he goes uh, and he says like you know well why are there so many Enterprise D's you know he's asking the bartender and she yeah. goes and eh, nobody wants the fat ones fat ones right <laughs> <laughs> I know that's classic you know right? I know. it's so funny because when I was you know when I was younger it's like I always wanted like the original you know or the I, I don't know what the classes are but like the you know the the, the uh, captain the James T. Kirk one constitution or the, class yeah, enterprise yeah, constant, exactly you yep. know but I was like next generation I don't want that one that one doesn't you know galaxy class starships rock though man <laughs> that's what he said basically Right, yep, you that's know. what he said. Basically, yeah. Well, yeah. and then also for other for fellow Star Trek fans as well, some other Easter eggs or some other homages that I noticed. So the the actress Michelle Hurd plays this other character named Rafi, who yeah. was featured heavily in season one and season two. Well, in season three, she's actually an undercover security operative for the Federation. She's trying to track down this person or this thing called the Red Lady. Mm-hmm. And so she is just really banging her head against the bulkhead trying to figure out what the heck does Red Lady mean. Well, she finds out eventually what Red Lady is. Isn't it? Uh, not, not a drug buyer, not an arms buyer. No, I know what it is. It's, it was it was Rihanna from the Super Bowl show this year. <laughs> now, see, that was the ultimate spoiler, damn you. I'm right. teasing, I'm teasing. Sorry, go <laughs> no, ahead. No, it wasn't. Red Lady was actually the statue in front of this building of Captain Rachel Garrett. And for those of you diehard Star Trek fans as well, you know that Captain Garrett was the captain of the Enterprise C, 
which was featured in the TNG episode Yesterday's Enterprise, which is still one of the the best episodes in TNG history. Mm. And that was the one where the Enterprise C comes through a spatial wormhole, goes back in time. Hello, time travel here. Oh, boy, here we go. And the Enterprise D stumbles upon it. And when they do, they enter into an alternative timeline because as they find out, the Enterprise C was supposed to have been destroyed saving the Klingons from a Romulan attack. Mm. But when it went through this wormhole, it wasn't. And so uh, it's it's kind of a time-altering episode. But anyway, that part of the of season three, of the first episode of season three, then continues with that building and that statue of Rachel Garrett completely imploding into the ground, Eric. Oh, yeah. And then, if you recall, up in the sky, like this big wormhole or black hole like looking thing opens up and then remnants of that building I'm saying, fall it's a down debris it was it's all debris, the debris right the building falls down and yeah. crashes on the well, rest some, of that city there some kind of inner dimension was kind of in- mm-hmm. weapon or something right it was yes. some kind of warp i don't know what exactly how they described it but yeah something to this effect that is some kind of weapon that they're some kind of they're um, introducing here yeah some kind of an like of a warp core weapon or something. a warp core enhancer that could be perverted into a dangerous weapon yeah and so uh that the you know just seeing um so we kind of have two at this point we kind of have two storylines going on yes because you've got you know you've got uh, uh Riker and picard that's, yeah. that's trying to go and save uh um uh, i was gonna say deanna troy but beverly crusher beverly crusher yeah uh, trying to save beverly crusher and then at the same time, you have this Rafi, she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's, you know, in this, and she's got her own thing going on too, because she's, yeah. in the past, she's had a substance abuse problem, right? Yes. And so, so she's kind of like, you know, this character kind of on the edge where it's like, yep. you know, she's almost ready to slip, which she shows you this in the episode, you know, where she's kind of like battling with it. Like she might slip back into that hole. Yeah. And, but yeah. at the same yeah. time, she's on a mission, Exactly. you know? So, yeah. so yeah, it's very interesting. That, that's the thing too, you know, they're creating these, these characters now are, are, or that they're uh, going forward with, they're they're still very interesting. They're not yes. just one dimensional; they're multi dimensional. Yep. They're dealing with their own stuff as well as dealing with trying to save, right. you know, the the world, the universe, whatever yeah. you know their their goal is there. Um, so it makes it very interesting. Also, here's another thing though: when we get to the ship, um, they mention uh, uh, a LaForge mm-hmm. on the ship. So I guess apparently uh, one of uh, uh, Jordy's daughters. Yep, is on this ship, and it, it was a very cool moment. And this is the thing too, because they, they kept the humor in it. Because yeah. Riker, you know, just not be, being oblivious to, to everyone, he says, "Oh yeah, weren't you the one that was crashing?" Because she she's actually piloting this Titan, piloting the Titan, the yeah. Titan, and, she, and he's like, "Oh, weren't you the one that was in Starfleet that was crashing into everything?" They called you like Crash, crash LaForge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you could clearly tell that there was some uncomfortability there, but yet yeah, they still let the humor ride, and that's kind of what made it uh, made it uh, made it funny. And and of course, and 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 then you know we also have uh, in in the bar scene. Going back to the bar scene when yeah. they when Riker and Picard first met, yeah. they also show the uh, person who's you know off in the distance paying attention to them. So there's obviously somebody following them now, right? So there's so, a lot of stuff going on. And, I mean, there there is in this first episode they did jam pack it. I mean, they it, did. It had everything in it, it really. It, yeah. it really did. And in the very end, like I said, spoilers, people. In the very end, there's a, a Beverly Crusher. They finally do get to her ship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they meet a young man. Ooh. Right. And then yes. they go and they ask something like, "Well, who are you?" And she says, "He says." Or I'm sorry, he says. Sorry. 
I'm Beverly Crusher's son. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then we're like, well, wait a minute. What happened to Wesley? <laughs> we all remember Wesley Crusher, right? Shut up, Wesley. Here, no. Here's the interesting thing. Now, I took a peek at the cast list. Yes. And they didn't say his name. You know what his name is? No. Take a guess. I'm going to say Jack. Yep. Okay. I have. So <laughs> what does that mean? Now, here, uh, my first inclination was that, oh my gosh, don't tell me Picard has a son. Because they kind of hint that that right at the end there was a relationship mm-hmm. that that Beverly and and Jean-Luc had and then they yes. they split for 20 I mean he hadn't seen her for 20 years correct like, supposedly correct. she kind of split off from everyone yeah. she had no contact with any of the crew yes and so she and she was out doing her own thing yes um so what does that mean and this kid looks like he could be about 20 years old he does okay here's what this possibly means eric okay so during the run of the next generation um the characters Crusher and Picard shared this intrinsic relationship that yes. was always on again, off again. Yeah. But they had a genuine respect for each other. And there were several episodes throughout the run of the seven seasons of the show where they tried to make an attempt to have some romantic preludes between Crusher and Picard, but it just to establish the genuine respect and friendship between Picard and Crusher rather than just a romantic relationship. Which I completely agree because I think it right. would have destroyed. There, there's a chemistry. Yeah. You know, you know, when you're doing a show like that, there's several shows. Moonlighting was one. Right, right. Um, there are several shows. Uh, another one was, which it worked for a while, Cheers, Cheers you know, between yeah. Sam and Diane. Yeah. There, there's always that kind of love interest, but it never quite gets fulfilled. Now, they did let Riker and Deanna on that show, yeah. you know, become a couple. Yeah. But I think for Picard, you know, for his character, it was better they kept him, right. you know, because, too, it frees him up to also have interesting relationships, you know, throughout the seasons with other Yes. other people right yes. i mean you know it's not just so if he's just if he's with beverly then that kind of you know takes away from that right you know for the writers i mean they can't and at least on the periphery it would make sense that if this kid really is dr crusher's son and let's say that they decided to write in something where picard and crusher did you know hop a couple of stars across the cosmos <laughs> too many here then maybe she did cut off contact with everybody Because of that? Because of that, to protect him, but also to um, protect her son as well. Maybe she didn't want her her son growing up in the Federation the way that Wesley did, almost, Mm. and the way that Jack did, her ex-husband. So... Um, she wanted to keep, but it's funny. She wanted to keep him from the Federation, but yet she's out on the edge of of space, mm-hmm, you know. With him. Yeah, I mean, basically being, I don't know what she's running. Um, you know, apparently she's supposed to be like some kind of uh, uh, like medical doctor out there, kind of like a, a Doctors Without Borders, or you know how that yeah. you know that she where she's out there. Special house calls. Yeah, there you go to like people that you know <laughs> right. aren't necessarily in Federation right, right, space. Right. I'm just so, making a guess about that too. Well, Mike. me too. And and yeah. here's here's my guess. Okay, so I'm thinking it could probably be a couple. It could be two or three ways. I mean, it, it could be one. Yes. I mean, the 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 obvious would be that that's Jean Luc's kid. But then why would she name him Jack? True. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other one is that I'm thinking, well, then did she maybe, you know, after they split up and she was off and she wanted to, you know, uh, because I guess uh, Wesley uh, was her and Jack's son. Yes, but would correct. she want it like if she had some kind of DNA or way to mm-hmm. basically, you know, have another kid, let's say, yeah. uh, with with Jack's DNA, would mm-hmm. she do that? Yeah, you know, and create like another create a jack, or maybe he was in a like a test tube or something type of thing. Maybe. You know, maybe well, some just, kind of 
we'll so have, I mean, it, it could go a lot of different it ways. Could go or different it could ways. be yeah. someone that she adopted out there. Yeah, it could. Yeah, and you know, it could just well. be there's no relation. It's just I mean, no no blood relation. It's just she adopted him yeah. and was, took him in when he was really young. So anyway, these yeah. are all questions, and it'll be answered, I'm sure. But it, yes. it brings very interesting, at least for the first episode. Yes, you know, it's like it what? You yeah, know? <laughs> it, it does. And and like I mentioned uh, in the sneak preview of uh, season three of Picard on our last show. One of the head runner of the show is a guy named Terry Madalus, who Ooh, has, I was going to mention him. Yeah, yeah. Terry Madalus has been involved with Star Trek for over almost thirty years, and so if there's anybody well equipped to kind of tie up all the loose ends and mm. finally bring a just conclusion to the Next Generation cast, it's Madalus. Because so Star Trek Nemesis was the last movie that featured the Next Generation cast, and that came out in okay. 2002. Wow, and was it that long ago? It was that long ago. It came out in 2002, over 20 years ago. And to be honest with you, Eric, it left kind of a sour taste in a lot of Star Trek fans' mouths. I didn't think it was really that bad, but I didn't think it was that great either. But that movie really did not have a just send-off, like a... a um, an appropriate ending for the next generation cast the way Star Trek VI did mm. for the original series cast. Like there was no proper send off. Like this was, you knew that this was the final episode. Yeah. The last scene of Star Trek uh, spoken to Data's uh, twin brother, B4. Um, and then he just walks out of his ready room and you see him walk down the hallway and then that's it. Hmm. And then we know that Riker and Troy go off and do their own thing, but it's like, okay, that was kind of a lousy ending. What happens to everybody? Well, did you think it was because they were gonna, they were possibly thinking about another movie? It just never came to. Oh, fruition. maybe. I mean, I mean, in subsequent interviews, all of the actors said that they never really wanted to do more than four films. But huh. in getting back to Madalus, Madalus has said in interviews leading up to the season premiere of uh, season three of Picard that this was going to be the proper send-off for the next generation cast. Okay. That they were going to tie up all the loose ends. They were going to make all the connections while paying homage to not only the next generation, but the original series, Star Trek Voyager, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine as well. Mm. Don't think they can do it with Enterprise because Enterprise was set 100 years before the Federation existed, so they can't do that. Sorry, Scott Bakula, you lose out on the uh, oh. homages. But you can tie his Quantum <laughs> Leap character in there. They could. Oh, that's right. Very yeah. good. But so, at <laughs> Well, any you know, rate, so they do all this time travel stuff. Who knows what the heck they're going to do? I know, it's out. crazy. So if there's anyone who is well-equipped to uh, make Picard Season 3 go off into the sunset. And that's what these things need. And mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't need another J.J. Abrams that said, well, I never really nope. watched Star Trek. I only watched Star Wars. Right. Uh, and then he's making the Star Trek movies. I mean, it's it definitely, you need someone who loves the series and, and who yes. loves the idea of it, you know, and, and it can pay correct homage to, mm -hmm. to the characters and to the fans. And I wonder, too, if a lot of the characters um, signed on. You know, that's the thing, too, because what you're saying, you know, it might have left a bad taste in their mouths too because I'm sure you know I can't speak for them but in my opinion it's kind of like you know you can see that when you when you're living with these characters your actors that play these characters yes. for years and years TV now you got the movies you're probably done yes. with it you're so tired of yes. it you're so tired just like uh, uh, Shatner was with Kirk right, for a right. long time 
right? And, and Nimoy was Spock as yeah, well. Yeah, true, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, but then, you know, after time passes, you realize what these characters mean to so many people. And, right, and, right. and, and, and it is like, as an actor, it's their legacy. Yep. So I'm sure that, you know, for these guys to come back and be able to recreate these characters and do it properly, they get the right script, they get everything. It's like, you know what? They probably jumped at the chance, I would imagine, because, you know, these characters live on forever with us. You know, and we share them with our family, with our gener- you know, the younger generation, and it just keeps passing yep. it down. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So, you know, that I'm, I'm sure it's probably a good thing for them that they finally get to, if this is the way it goes. And, yeah. and I think it, after this first episode, I'm yes. I'm totally in on season two. I don't I care am. about season two, two right? Yeah, I'm hooked, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it, to me, season one was kind of like Star Trek, the motion picture when it came out. You know, I was so oh, geeked to watch right, that as right, a kid. Right, and right. I was like, what is this? Are flying through a cloud the whole movie? <laughs> I don't right. get it. And it's a Voyager. It's a stupid old spacecraft right. as a kid. And then, and then now see, and now season three to me is like wrath of Khan. You yep. know, I was like, Whoa, this is what I wanted. Yep. You know? And, and you know what? Looking at all of the, all of the critics praise and looking at all it, the, the major, um, critiques and ratings it's getting 100% ratings across the board from everything Rotten Tomatoes Sci-Fi Weekly ComicBook.com Screen Rant everyone Mm. is giving Season 3 Picard top notch for this one so Eric I think we are in for a rip-roaring final season of Picard the best is yet to come Yeah, and just like with the way they handle most of the the streaming stuff now they're dropping one episode per week they're not going to let you binge this Mm. baby which I think is great because they want us to talk about it like we're doing now and i love it too i'm geeked i'm i'm, I'm up for the uh uh episodic tv going back to that rather than just dropping the whole series at one time oh you so, mean yeah. just like star trek strange new worlds <laughs> i'm yeah. a, i'm down with it I'm, too I'm, I'm ready to go i mean you know yep. i'm kind of spoiled by the other way but i'm ready for this i so. am too bring it on yeah so hey uh all right guys well hey we're gonna get out of here thanks for listening um you guys uh please review the show and like it and <laughs> Yeah, no, no and, and, and like it, and uh, we do appreciate you listening. Yes, and tell your friends about us, tell your neighbors about us, uh, tell your pets, tell everyone about us, and as always, we appreciate you guys listening in. Love it so much. Peace out. God right. bless. See you on the flip side. Take care. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.